approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. We have the whole crew with us again today. Let's introduce our crew, Coach Shibs. What's going on, brother? Hey, much, man. Another Monday, another Monday night football game, and another week riding on this goddamn Monday. I get better, guys. <laughs> I fucking can't stand waiting until 11 o'clock just to figure out if I won or lost. Yes, that is that is a terrible feeling to be honest. Yeah, it's even worse if you if you ever play with defensive players, Jibs. They have like a stack correction on like weekday. You know, um, oh, uh, losing yeah. by Wednesday, you know, having to figure out like, damn, am I gonna get the stack correction on Wednesday? Uh, it's it's terrible. But yeah, no, uh, Monday night football's here. Coach John, what's going on, brother? Nothing much. I feel like everyone I played against this week had Joe Mixon, so <laughs> it's just been that kind of weekend when you wake up halfway through the first you know, one o'clock slate and you're already in a grave, but such, such is life. It is fantasy football. True. That is true. I did beat somebody who had Joe Mixon. So my team has a Jesus. Seven and one team. I have jibs. It's nasty, but uh, yeah, we're here talking waivers guys. Obviously it's on Monday show. So we're going to get into some waivers. We're going to get into some trade talk and whatnot. But first, of course, I am slightly behind on getting this one thing added to the show today so that's that's my fault guys <laughs> uh let's see let's see uh the news we gotta get the news in here uh, there it is there it is let's get the news and it's time for some fantasy news guys all right so thankfully we didn't have anything too major to go over obviously some players that were injured in week nine craig reynolds knee injury christian watson concussion i feel like he's had multiple concussions this season at this point uh evan ingram back injury you know we got the scare with aaron jones with his ankle but the results came back negative he should be good to go for week 10 uh the one bad thing obviously is romeo dobbs ankle injury high ankle sprain he's likely out four to six weeks again he wasn't really too productive but uh it's likely that he was a bench guy that if you don't have an ir spot probably someone you could throw away because that's basically the rest of the regular season i think that's it's coming up close on the fantasy regular season. It's getting there, getting real close. Uh, Baker Mayfield replaced P.J. Walker last week, but the Panthers already said P.J. Walker is starting on Thursday. And then Sam Donald is returning from the IR. A uh, bit of a mess there in uh, Carolina, but it could be worse. Uh, it might be worse. Uh, the Colts have fired Frank Wright, their head coach, after a 3-5 and five start, a 3-5-1 and one start. And Jeff Saturday, an analyst who's never coached any college or NFL professional football, will be the interim head coach. If you remember Jeff Saturday, he was a longtime center for the Indianapolis Colts back in those Peyton Manning days. Um, I guess the real big question is, does this help bring some more life back into the Colts? Do you like the change that they're going with a different direction now? Oh, no, it can't get worse, right? It can't get, it can't get worse. That's the only thing you can say is it can't possibly get worse, but Sam Ellinger looks horrible. They just fired their head coach. They brought in Jeff Saturday. So 
that tells me ownership doesn't like any of the current coaches on staff. So I have a feeling they're going to do a whole reshuffling next this off season. It's just not looking good for the Colts right now. Uh, this is what you call a tank. And I can hear Stephen A. Smith tomorrow morning like, where's Eric Bamini? Why is he get considered for the coaching job? But um, I think like it, I think it can get worse. Like it, nothing's looking pretty optimism, like optimistic over there. But like Jeff Saturday won't get any blame for it. So they could basically just put this on a rebuild, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like I said, hopefully it, it allows Sam Ellinger to throw the ball a little bit more or do what he does more comfortably by throwing the ball over the middle of the field. But we'll see. I mean, again, this team's not very good. They don't have Jonathan Taylor. He's hurt. I wouldn't be surprised if they throw him on IR and let's say, you know what, screw the season. Let's start fresh next year. But hopefully not. But we'll find out. Again, nothing's really crazy here. If you have Romeo Dobbs at this point, if you don't have an IR, like I mentioned, you can probably drop him unless you want to hold on to him. But he's not going to help you out in the next four weeks, probably at least. So. All right. So that's enough of the fantasy news. Again, nothing too crazy, thankfully. No, no big injuries, which... No big injuries means a pretty shitty waiver wire this week. So uh, before we get into that, let's talk about some players here and some trade talks. I sent you guys the doc before. Hopefully you guys got it. Uh, About five or six, eight players that I have here that kind of just talk about whether or not you're, what would you, would you want to hold on to them or would you rather trade them off to some other team? Because these are basically players you really wouldn't cut, um, but maybe you want to trade off on them. So first off is obviously Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Are you guys look, would you guys look to trade off Jonathan Taylor right now if you can? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you could get for him, but well, at this would, point, that's the question here. Would you guys trade away? Would you trade him away for Tony Pollard straight up? <laughs> this this question this in a redraft league and a redraft. This is all redraft. This is all for the redraft season here. So, wow. man. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there is real concern to, in my mind that they do shut down Jonathan Taylor for the season. There's a real concern that that happens. If he misses another week because of this angle injury, it's still nagging him. You know, they might shut him down and that, that that's weighing into this. So I would probably do it. I, I, that's crazy to say, but in a true redraft league, I would true probably redraft. That's all redraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a true redraft league, no keeper, none, none of that. I think I would probably, I'd probably do that. I'd flip Jonathan Taylor for almost anything I could get. Jibs? I think I'll go a little bit higher. I'll be throwing any kind of asses I will to get a little, uh, a better feeling our running back, you know. For Does Jamal days. Williams for straight up for Jonathan Taylor? Is that also <sighs> yes? Just asking. These are players that are kind of probably in that range that you yeah. may be able to be comfortable. I don't know. Yeah. Just- yeah. That's It's just, it's hey, just nuts. It's nuts that that's where we're at in the season. Hey, Kyle. Um, but you know, I think this Colts experiment is going really south really quick. Right. So you guys are yeses on that. It seems like, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. We do have a question from Smokey the cat. What's up, Smokey? Uh, what's up guys. I'm done with Herbert. I feel his ceiling is capped with Eckler. His touch ends are Eckler runs and no fantasy relevant for Herbert. Um, I'm trading him for Tyree Killen and Walker picking up fields. Um, I don't know. Or Waller. I'm assuming this means Tyreek and Kenneth Walker because I can't think of any other two players. Walker being, I don't know. Is this Dynasty Smokey? Is it redraft? I think in either situation, I'm 100% down. Yeah. Especially if you, I mean, it's got to be redraft because Fields is sitting out there. Fields probably wouldn't be out there if it was Dynasty. Um, But yeah, absolutely. If you could trade Herbert, 
for Tyreek and Kenneth Walker. I think he's probably trading Eckler too. Oh. There's no way you could just trade a quarterback for two like top tier studs. Uh, Smokey, let us know if, if the trade is just Herbert for Tyreek and Walker or if it's also Eckler. Or if it's Eckler for Tyreek and Walker. I think yeah. either way I'm happy with yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm comfortable anyway you slice it. I'm pretty comfortable with that. If assuming <laughs> you can pick up fields and start playing fields, like yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Think we're all around okay with no matter how this trade comes out to be. Mm-hmm. So would you guys do it for Herbert and Eckler for Hill and Walker? I think um, I still would. Assuming would. like if you're guaranteeing me that I can pick up say you have the number one waiver priority and you know you can get fields, yeah, I probably would do that. I would I would package both up. You get uh, a here we go, here we go. Godwin. He's trading Godwin. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Adding Kenneth Walker. Yes. Love that. Oh, I received Don, uh, Justin oh Jefferson. Oh, 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 AGB. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Now, if they offer that to you or if they're, if they're waiting, just tell them to accept. Yeah, just hop off the YouTube real quick. Come yeah, back. don't, don't <laughs> accept that trade immediately right now. Oh, my God. You could figure out a quarterback whenever. So. Yeah. Especially yeah, in redraft. Stream so. for the rest of the year. <laughs> exactly. Give me Daniel Jones for the rest of the year or whatever. So Andy Dong, give me Andy Dong the rest of the year. He's just playing so well. All right. <laughs> Let's get back to some more trade talk here, guys. DeAndre Swift obviously has been dealing with a lot of injuries and whatnot. Are you trading off to DeAndre Swift now if you can? I feel like he needs to have a good game. Like, and similar has- players. Like, would you trade him off right now for Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard? If someone's willing to give you those one of those two players for Swift, are you doing that right now? In a redraft, obviously. Uh, yeah, I think it depends what your you know record is right now. If you can afford to wait another couple weeks and see if Swift comes back healthy, then and make a playoff push, then yeah. But if you're trying to get wins now, like if you're sitting around five hundred and you're like, look, I just need players that get me points today, I'd probably trade Swift. Um, that's how I would sort of go at it. I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? That he could be. A, still banged up for a couple weeks and then he doesn't get the full workload until you know week 12 and it's like all right and then but if you need wins now i think it's okay to move on from swift and trade him away i'm for trading him and i just took a look at your list you got here and i don't own i only own one of these players in redraft one. <laughs> well i own a bunch of them so maybe I'll <laughs> yeah i think if you're not sitting in a in a good comfortable spot with rb and i i'd be I'd be willing to trade Swift and get Tony Pollard and whatnot. So I like it. He said, done. Trade done. Love it. He's got number one waiver wire claim. Good job. <laughs> oh He's got one. Love that. Yeah. Love to hear that. Oh, Smokey the cat. <laughs> All right. So, uh, next up, Dave Montgomery. You trading off Dave Montgomery if you can. <laughs> yeah. I, and would I, you take, would you take Jeff Wilson right now? James Robinson. One of those two for Dave Montgomery right now. I, don't I think about, I wouldn't. I don't know about Jeff Wilson. I kind of like Jeff Wilson in Miami now. Do you? That's one week. Homer. It makes me nervous because I, 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 you know, just it could just as easily go Raheem Mostert's way next week. So I'd be I'd be curious to see how that works out. But I, I, I still think there's a lot of volume with David Montgomery. I don't know if I'm trading him away for for that yet. Same here. Two to one with Herbert this week out touching them. Um, yeah. For those two pieces, like you're still in the same kind of situation revolving running back by committee. Like at least I know he has the 
better probabilities of having more touches. Probably seeing more snaps too. So you could say that. I think I would do it still, but I get why not doing it. So, all right, next up, uh, Gabe Davis has kind of been, you know, he's a boomer bust wide receiver three. It's pretty obvious mm-hmm. at this point. He's not going to have that, you know, high end wide receiver two, I think value that we want out of him. He might finish that way, but it's going to be a roller coaster rest of the season. Probably. Do you want to trade away or keep Gabriel Davis? He's obviously not going to drop him. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still keeping him. I still think that, you know, you people who drafted Gabriel Davis thinking he was going to emerge as this consistent, like wide receiver two and all that, to me, just, you didn't understand what Gabe Davis was from the get go. If you drafted him knowing he is just going to be this super boomer bust flex play or my wide receiver three, and that's how you built your team, then you're probably okay with it. You're okay with having down weeks because you know that there's the 30 point weeks in the bag. So I, I probably wouldn't trade them yet, mm. you know, especially off of just down weeks right now. There's bad news on Josh Allen. It's just like, you're not going to get anything for him. So you might as well hang on to him. Right. I mean, what if you, what if someone's offering you DJ Moore, DJ Moore, or Gabe Davis? Yeah, I guess if I'm going to hold on to Gabe Davis still, but yeah, I the get, player that's probably in that range where you could mention like, Hey, yeah, that's close. But again, I think there's probably, you know, I like the spike weeks that Gabe Davis provides. I don't know if there's the same spike weeks with DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore might be more consistent for you week in, week out. But, you know, I don't see, you know, I don't see him ever, especially with this hodgepodge of quarterback, him ever really going out there and like having like 160 yard, two touchdown, three touchdown game. Like it's just DJ Moore's, you know, ceiling is probably... 90 yards and a score like that's a good that'll be a good week for dj Moore. all right all right jibs no i'm not selling them for dj Moore. i'll just take my lumps with him getting minimum production in my lineup rather than predicting when the panthers will be good and <laughs> dj Moore having a good game i respect it all right uh devonta smith you know he's been kind of somewhat similar to gabriel davis maybe a little mm-hmm. more consistent are you guys holding or trading off devonta smith right now probably holding same 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 situation as gabe davis like he's just would you guys give up like if someone was like i'll give you chris godwin maybe joshua palmer right now who's got a starting role for maybe the next three or four weeks i mean if you're gonna offer me chris godwin for devonta smith right now i'd probably take that but uh i don't know if i'd do it for josh palmer i just i don't know i I understand that the run the runway is clear for josh palmer but i just That'd be, I don't know. I don't know if I'd make that trade. Nice. Jibs? No, um, if I had him, I'd hold them. Um, I probably would trade for Godwin because I just know, like, even as bad as the Bucks' offense is, like, they will throw the ball because they cannot run the ball, unlike the Philadelphia Eagles. And then um, who was your second player you mentioned? Joshua Palmer. I probably would still hold on to him because – like you never know, like when Keenan Allen could return, and still Mike Williams is probably two, three weeks out. So you're just basically having a rental till you could get into the fantasy playoffs. Okay, and then you might have nothing. I respect it. I respect it. I probably would do it for Godwin, maybe not Palmer, unless I was really looking for some kind of instant production. That it's gonna be pretty tough, though. Um, I'm gonna skip Debo Samuels for now. Um, Kyle Pitts. Obviously, we know Kyle Pitts has been so up and down this season at this point. Are you keeping him or trading him away if you can? 
I mean, the usage has been great the past couple weeks. It's starting to turn around a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm an unapologetic Kyle Pitts believer, so I will keep him, but I understand people who are like, uh, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I get you, it. Would you rather trade him away, keep him or trade him away for maybe, let's say, TJ Hawkinson, um, I'm still keeping Gerald him. Everett. Let me Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth or TJ Hawkinson. I still would keep. I mean, he saw almost 200 air yards this week. It's like it's it's gonna happen soon. Like there's gonna be a big Kyle Pitts game. I just I just believe in the talent. You know, I think that I'm not chasing the Hawkinson points. You're still the number three target in that offense, so I'm not chasing those. I think Hawkinson's fine. Uh, Fryermuth is another one. You know, good, consistent, but you know, is Fryermuth ever really gonna be a hundred yard game kind of guy. It's like, I don't know. That would be, that would be a stretch with Kenny Pickett and, and what's going on there. But then again, Kyle Pitts hasn't really done it this season either. So I, I'm, I, I'm a bad person to ask because I just love Kyle Pitts. I've been trying to trade for him in as many dynasty leagues. I know this is a redraft question, but I I just, I think it's, I think it's going to turn around for Kyle Pitts. About you, I'll, I'll trade for both of them. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, if you I want him at, off my team yeah if you look at the points uh kyle pitts is in at uh tight end 17 mm-hmm. that fire moves tight end eight and tj hawkinson's tight end six so i'm if i need a shake up with my team and my team is just not performing i'm willing to just trade it and just let let lose the loss on on kyle pitts on potentially bouncing back because Obviously, Pat Firemuth and TJ Hawkinson have been a bit more consistent for me, and I'd rather have something consistent right now. Uh, if you're looking for that, that's the thing. You have to look for that. If you want to hold on, if you're eight and one still with Kyle Pitts, God bless you. I guess hold on to him at that point. But just you know, know your team, and I'd be willing to make that trade if if it's if the right offer came. So, all right. Last but not least, Aaron Rodgers has just been a major disappointment this fantasy season. Here at this point, he sits at fantasy quarterback sixteen. Are you guys holding? Are you trying to trade off? I mean, maybe you could in a one QB league, you might be actually droppable. But if someone's willing to trade you, I don't know, uh, Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, would you make that trade? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll do Tom. Marcus Mariota has basically been like the streaming quarterback of the year, so (laughs) I think he'll be on waivers soon enough. So I don't (laughs) think he's going to be a viable trade piece. All right. I respect it. All right. What about Derek Carr? Or Roger for the rest of the season? I would take, I would take, I, I, I would, Packers offense looks so inept. It looks so bad. So I would trade Aaron Rodgers for just about any, anybody else at this point that you can give me. I'm taking the guy with the Adams. Yeah, I want to that with Adams. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely would do that for sure too. I, I can't trust Rogers for anything right now, and especially if Aaron Jones is not a hundred percent, even though he should be good to go. It's even makes it even worse. So yeah. All right, cool. All right, so that ends our trade talk for now, guys. That was perfect. Love that. Let's look at last week's results. Last week was just me and Jibs. Uh, for myself, I picked Justin Fields and Joshua Palmer. Obviously, they were big wins, big fantasy weeks from both of them. Uh, Greg Dolchich, Rashad White, Isaiah Spiller. Dolchich was on by, but he has long-term value. White actually saw more carries than Leonard Fournette this past week. And Spiller actually looks like the backup they own now in L.A. So good long-term value there. Jibs, 
You had also Fields and Palmer, so good for you, my friend. Uh, you had Latavius Murray and James Cook. Values kind of dropped after our show last week with you know with Edmonds and and Hines going there, but they could still be valuable. And then you obviously had Greg Dulcich as well, so long term value hopefully for him as well. So we did pretty good on a waiver show last week, so I love that. Uh, and this week we got a couple teams on by, not as crazy, I guess maybe a little crazy, but maybe more running backs if anything. Uh, the Jets, the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Bengals all out on by in week ten. So let's get to our top five overall waivers. Coach John, you go first, my friend. Give us your top five overall waivers. So the top five waivers I have, I was having trouble putting them in order. So I'm just going to list them as I have them written down. Um, but the first one is Cole Komet. I, I think he's 42% owned on Sleeper. Um, look, I, the beginning of the year was really bad. We all understand the hype around Cole Komet was there. Um, but this offense is starting to figure it out. Justin Fields is starting to move the ball, starting to throw the ball well. You know, I, he's obviously always been dynamic with his legs, um, but he's really coming around as a passer in my eyes in the past two, three weeks. So um, Komet looks like he's, a, you know, a usable tight end in what is a wasteland of a position. So, you know, you can grab him, plug him in, and um, it looks like he's becoming a, a weekly, at least, asset. Next is Terrace Marshall. Um, Terrence Marshall is, quickly became the wide receiver, too, in this Carolina offense. Saw a ton of targets back-to-back weeks, got in the end zone this week. So, you know, he's a high prospect. Anyone who's in Devi or, um, you know, deep league stuff knows the name, and he's starting to, you know, emerge as that big body possession guy that he is supposed to be, and he looks great. So I'll, I'm taking flyers on Terrace Marshall everywhere I can go um Deshaun Jackson another one just got activated and got elevated up from the practice squad for the Ravens Rashad Bateman's out um you know I think they're you know Mark Andrews is beat up you got Isaiah Likely you got Devin Duvernay it's like there's there's a world where Deshaun Jackson can be good for a couple big plays every once in a while and um if you're really struggling and you need something some nitro boost in your flex I think Deshaun Jackson you know might be a viable piece Um, You said it, Isaiah Spiller took over as the running back too. Um, He seems to be the guy to own now. Um, But we've, I will say with caution, because they've done this song and dance for the person behind Eckler all year. Um, But I think Spiller is, you know, coming out of the bye. Um, You're getting that rookie bump. Um, He's kind of probably going to solidify himself there. So I'm comfortable with Isaiah Spiller. And the last name I want to bring up, because everyone's talking about him lately, is OBJ. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. If he's out on your waivers, um, in my opinion, he's worth just stashing and holding because it seems like the conversation's heating up and he should sign or could sign with a team within the next two, three weeks. So um, you don't want to wait for him to sign because then it's too late. You want to have him on your bench and then get the news that he signed somewhere because if you're fighting all other 11 managers on the waiver wire forum, you're going to have to overpay. Whereas if you do it now and you sneak them onto your roster now, when the news drops, you look like a genius. That is very true. Love those waivers there, Coach John. Coach Jibs, give us your top five waivers. Uh, no particular or either. If you need a quarterback, uh, Coach Steve Afford, uh, he mentioned before Andy Dalton. We're going to see how he performs tonight. But if he's the Week 10 starter, he should be in line with a good day. He'll be playing, I think, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who give up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. Um, every quarterback has thrown at least 242 yards or a pass and touchdown. And multiple quarterbacks with them, uh, two or more. Uh, running back, we saw uh, yesterday in that clunker of a game, uh, Rashad White. 
he's uh getting more usage every week so like um i know like a month ago you probably wouldn't even want to he was a stash i think like now with some of the usage he could become like a desperate flex for you but um hey you never know he might take over um the complete backfields or he'll take over eventually so just keep him on your radar uh wide receiver Wandon robinson with the departures of um Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay ain't missing in action. You're just basically left with Darius Slayton and Wandell Robinson in PPR leagues. I think he's a must-add, especially if people dropped him over the bye week. So he's played, I think, at least like 69% of the snaps over the last two games. So uh, he should be in line for some work. Odell, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously, get him on your uh, end of your bench. And then I'm sticking with my tight end, Greg Dulcich. Three straight games, double-digit PPR points. He has a superb schedule until the end of the season. He has one matchup that's formidable, but Tennessee 13th most points to tight ends. Vegas third. Carolina Panthers 18th, which is the hardest matchup. Baltimore 15th most points to tight ends. KC, he plays them twice. Once in the fantasy playoffs, once before the season, they give ninth most points. And then the playoffs, he has Arizona second most points. And then the Rams to give up the third worst points to tight ends. But come on, guys. Matchups, matchup, matchup, matchups. I think he get double digit PPR points and keep the streak alive. So uh, I'm loving Greg Dulcich. Get him on your team, especially if you're like a Mark Andrews owner or some guy who's just like living in tight end purgatory, a la Higby owners. All right. I love it. Another great set of waiver wire pickups. Uh, for me, guys, I went with Shard White first overall for me, honestly. Uh, it's just that he's seeing more and more usage every single week. This Bucks team obviously isn't going to be throwing the ball long and deep at all. I mean, they're going to have to find ways to get the ball out of Brady's hands very quick and often. Rashad White has a usage in the passing game. It just seems more and more that Fournette has not looked very efficient running the ball at all. And I think they might eventually maybe try to get something else going, get a spark going, try to keep him fresh. Them trying to make a playoff run, if they're going to ever get there, it involves them getting White more involved in this offense. Second is Isaiah Spiller. Uh, I've been a big fan of Isaiah Spiller since the day he was drafted uh, to the Chargers here, and it's been taking some time, unfortunately, for his value to kind of come through. But uh, I think it will come eventually here. I mean, the Chargers have to know they can't overwork Austin Eckler forever. Uh, Spiller is a guy who can do things between the tackles and and get those goal line works if necessary. And the fact that he did out kind of play, you know, Sony Michelle this week kind of shows me like, all right, the young kid got himself through the bye week. Now they are getting him involved. I want to have that before he actually has a really good game. Uh, my next player here I have is Greg Dolchich, just like Jibs had. Uh, just kind of mentioned it. I've been a big fan of him. I've been mentioning him literally every single week over since he's literally was active in that one game uh, for, I think they played, I forget who they played. I think they played Washington. I don't remember. It's like three or four weeks ago, but I've been telling him he's a major pickup each and every single week. He's had a tight end one performance each and every single week since he's come back from the IR so he's got to be the number one pickup overall for me, just in general sense. Uh, Kate Auden from the Pam- uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's another guy. He's actually been kind of performing very well lately. He's got two games over the last three weeks with at least eight fantasy points. I know it's tight ends. It's kind of hard to come by finding a good tight end. But uh, he, over the last three weeks now, he's seen at least five targets. For me, For a tar- terms of a tight end, that's pretty decent can, uh, play for him in terms of targets. So I want to take that advantage now before he has it. A really good game overall. I mean, he had a pretty good game this week. I want that kind of action on my team. You know, Tom Brady's always been someone who's loved tight ends, but he really just hasn't had it this year. And Auden's finally, I think, getting his feet wet in this NFL world and and it's been working out over the last few weeks now. So 
And last B, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, he's been playing pretty good. And he was playing pretty well before his bye, pretty decently consistent, getting good yardage, not in really blowing up. But, you know, we all know Deshaun Watson is coming back sooner than later. He's someone who loves to throw the ball deep. He's actually had at least 50 yards at five straight games before he went on his bye week in week nine. So for Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'd like to pick him up now, stash him. He's obviously playing well enough with Jacoby Brissett. I can't imagine if Sean Watson actually comes back to his old self, how much better Donovan Peoples-Jones could be in this offense here. So I want to get that action now and hold him on my bench if I can. Hmm. So that is my top five overall, guys. That is all of our top five overall. And then finally, last but not least, our positional waivers. These are basically the rest of the players that we might not have mentioned that maybe they're available in your league and you might need to pick up. So I'll start from the quarterback position here. Uh, other quarterbacks, if you're looking for uh, Jacoby Brissett plays Miami. Miami's been lined up like a ton of passing yards over the last few weeks. Jimmy G versus the Chargers. We've already mentioned Andy Dalton. Kenny Pickett, maybe out of the bye, he does better. New Orleans has not been, a fa- has, not been uh, has been pretty easy in terms of uh, passing Marcus Mariota on Thursday night against that really bad Carolina Panthers defense. Uh, Sean Watson, you continue to pick him up. He's still only 24% owned in most fantasy leagues. So uh, anyone else there you guys want to mention in terms of quarterbacks? No, those are all pretty good streamers. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, just double check. Make sure he's not on your waivers. Um, you know, I feel like uh, there's some redraft leagues that he might have, he might still be floating around. Um, and he's coming back week 13. So, yeah, mm, I guess my second choice would probably be Jimmy G just based off the weapons that are available to him. That's true. I respect it. Uh, who else? Oh, and I guess maybe PJ Walker. I probably wouldn't want to, but if you were desperate <laughs> enough, you play in Atlanta. I mean, you know, Thursday night football, I don't know, but in deep, deep leagues, I guess he's an option, but not really. So, all right, uh, running backs. I just want to mention those who are just over the 40% mark. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Greg, uh, Gus Edwards, Chase Edmonds, Cam Akers, all in that 45% range availability. If there are out there, I guess you could try to pick them up. I probably only really want Jeff Wilson. The other guys really don't impress me that well. But if you wanted RB depth, I mean, I guess I can provide that maybe. Uh, we already mentioned Rashard White and Isaiah Spiller. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is pretty under-owned still. Again, he didn't really do that well, so I might not want to go pick him up. Uh, James Cook is still out there. He saw more work than I thought he was going to. Uh, carry on Williams for the Rams. He's supposed to be coming back soon. They keep mentioning he's gonna have a big role when he gets back. So I might want to get you might want to get on that before it's too late. Uh Jalen Warren, maybe out of the bye, they use that rookie. You know, we always mention rookies getting more work after a bye week. Uh, I mean, that could be it. And we might be missing it. We might be sleeping on it right now. And then some other ones, Alexander Madison's under that 40% owned, uh Drontel Hilliard. If they keep Malik Malik Willis out there for longer. I mean, he's running the ball really well. It's Havius Murray, Kenny Gainwell. And this is probably more deeper leagues, maybe Dynasty, whatever. But Jordan Howard just got activated to the Saints active roster tonight. Outside of Alvin Kamara, I mean, it's really no one. Jordan Howard is fits that Mark Andrews, not Mark Andrews, uh, Mark Ingram bulldozer hit it down the middle kind of running back. Maybe he actually sees a role in this team. Just, just throwing it out there. But any other running backs here, guys, interest you at all? Someone you want to highlight? Um, No, I think, you know, the Pacheco at – at 30 percent is interesting um you know coming out of the bye i expected a little bit more but um you know he is still a you know one of the committee backs on a high-powered chiefs offense so i think it's just 
brighter days ahead for him. Um, and then we talked about uh, Isaiah Spiller, who I like uh, as sort of that, um, you know, handcuff to Austin Eckler if anything if anything happened. Jibs? Not at all. It's basically the same old guys we've been talking about the last month. It's just like the roles were <laughs> changing a little bit. At this point, I guess. Yeah. And they fooled us. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. That was a crazy. He's gonna start. Oh my god, we got to pick him up. Uh, but yeah, for the running backs as a whole, there's really no one that stands out that you need to go spend a lot of fab on. I mean, just go get your backups at this point. Hold on to them. If you want to grab someone else's backups, hold on to them. But don't spend a lot of money on these guys right now. Uh, it's just not worth it, especially if they never, ever get a chance to actually start or ever have a, a big role. So uh, uh, wide receivers, uh, some guys just to mention that over 40%, Michael Harmon and Michael Gallup are just over 40%. I, I really like Michael Harmon. I'm, I'm interested to see if they continue to use him the way they have. Um, some more likely tar- top targets are Terrence Marshall, Wanda Robinson, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, basically the three guys we mentioned. It was pretty funny. Uh, some, if, you, if you miss out on some guys, uh, some Packers, Sammy Watkins, uh, we're going with Dobbs out, uh, Samari and Tori. Is that how you say his name? Probably saying it completely wrong. Yeah, something like that. He's the rookie. Starts with the, ends his last name starts with the T. So that's like, it sounds like Tor. Um, KJ Osborne, Khalif Raymond, some rookies hopefully coming back soon, like Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, DeAndre Carter is good for a decent 10 points, Odell Beckham. Jameson Williams, I don't know if he's coming back or not, but it's a name that's out there. Alex Pierce, really not wanting any Colts, but his name is at the bottom of my list, though. <laughs> Anyone there, guys, interest you at all? Um, probably just um, – I mean, me, Cole Hardman, if he's out there, I like it. That's always a good play. Jahan Dotson's a good one. Traylon Burks is a good one, um, although I don't know if I really want the passing attack for the Titans, but – you know, you take your chance with, with the talent of Burke. Um, and then Terrence Marshall, uh, like I, like I talked about, he's a, a me, a pretty solid pickup. I think for now he's had three ascending weeks in a row, just got in the end zone. So, you know, again, it sucks. Cause you're, you, who knows, you could have PJ Walker, you could have Baker Mayfield, you could have Sam Donald throwing you the ball, but um, <laughs> he, he's shown to be at least the number two target in, and be viable. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll definitely would highlight Michael Hardman. Like I know we were saying like his production was kind of like fluky to say at least like those uh, the last three games before, but then like he had like a what eight, seven catch day last night. I didn't get to watch the game, but he's actually um, performing. So I will let you know in 30 seconds here. 10 seconds, actually. God damn it. Last night he went six. He had uh, nine targets, caught six of them for 79 yards and a touchdown. Proof's in the pudding. I'll take him. And I guess, like, keep an eye on Wentz, but, like, Jahan Doxon was Wentz's guy when he was coming back. But he's not really something you should prioritize. Mm. We're getting ripped on on them. We all need a woman. (laughs) Um... All right, so back to the uh, the last part. We lost John there. Uh, the tight ends, guys. Uh, top tight ends, obviously, Greg Dolchich, Kate Auden I had already, I kind of already talked about. Some other guys, Jawan Johnson, he continues to see the starting role. Cole Komet, John mentioned. Uh, Dawson Knox, Hunter Henry, Tyler Conklin. Noah Fan had a really good game, actually, this week. 
Uh, James Mitchell caught a touchdown for the Lions. Dan Arnold, if Evan Ingram isn't available next week. Uh, something in that nature there. Any of these guys interest you guys outside of the ones we might have mentioned? Um, the only one in super deep leagues and dynasty leagues is James Mitchell. Um, you know, he's someone that I think, uh, you know, can profiled well as this athletic kind of pass catcher. And um, they, the Lions need it because their defense can't stop a nosebleed. So they just need people to make plays. And I think, um, you know, James Mitchell is someone who can step into a role. Um, but we talked about Otten. We talked about the big ones, Greg Dolchich, like those guys. You know, I like them way better than I like James Mitchell, but it's just uh, I'm in a couple deep leagues where Mitchell is on the waivers, and I, I think he's worth the uh, add. Oh, you're on mute, Chips. <laughs> I'm sticking with the big guns. I respect it. Yeah, it's a, this is a tough fantasy waiver wire week, guys. If you're if you're really looking for waiver players, this is not the week to go and spend your big fab money. Neither on the wide receivers, the tight ends maybe. If you don't really have a good tight end you like now, there are some I think tight ends that are valuable enough to spend a little money on. Quarterbacks, not really, but again, it's going to be a long season. Again, we have another five, six weeks before the season fantasy season's end. We're here to help you guys win championships as always. And this starts with waiver wire pickups, and it's going to start on Thursday with our start and sit show. So, uh, guys, is there anything you want to mention, Coach John? Um, I don't. Um, I need Chris Olave to score like 30 points in in one of my leagues, at my big home league. So um, I'm hoping for a massive Olave day. I love it. Coach Jib? I'm playing. I got a – I think I have 54 points. My opponent has 60 – Six points. I need Lamar Jackson to give me more than twelve. Okay. Dog fight. Uh, I, <laughs> I had everyone on by. Alone. Let's go. Everyone uh, on by. Everyone's hurt. So like, yeah, get that <laughs> dub. That's what I need. And uh, Duvernay probably to not do well, but mm-hmm. we'll get on that later. Sure will. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for answering, giving us some questions today. As always, uh, you know, you can follow us over on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. You can go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We got rankings, we got articles, we got uh, my playbook that's up there. It's really cool stuff. Uh, you can always catch us every Monday and Thursday here on YouTube and give us a subscribe. That would be awesome. Uh, we're also on Spotify and all the other places possible. Like us on Facebook. And again, if you have any fantasy questions, please feel free to hit us up. More than happy to help you guys out. We're just here to help you guys win championships. And we'll be back on Thursday, guys. Tune in till next time. Enjoy the rest of your week nine fantasy. We'll be back for some week 10 talk. Who to start? So take care, guys, and have a good one. The bag is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up. Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.